Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C., Our host today is Kyle O'Connell, Senior Partner and Sales Facilitator at Asher Strategies. Kyla's guest is Gail Walls, Senior Funnel Management and ABM Certified Strategist at Communique, a full-service advertising, marketing, and PR firm. The title of the show is Account-Based Marketing in Challenging Times. Kyla, over to you. Thank you, Dave, and welcome, Gail. We're so happy to speak with you today, and I'm happy that you're here with us. Well, thank you so much. So your topic is going to be so valuable to our listeners because I, as a sales coach, my clients are asking me, how do we prospect when we can't go to trade shows, and how do we prospect when there is this kind of climate of uncertain times? And of course, my answer to them is, you know, we'll figure this out together as we all are. <laughs> so I'm excited to speak with you and learn best practices around account-based marketing because I think that that's what's going to be the most successful to salespeople during these challenging times because it's about quality versus quantity and really being able to add value to new customers and new prospects. With our topic today uh, being this, account-based marketing in challenging times, but doing any type of marketing during a national emergency has its challenges. So where are your thoughts around this? Yes, well, challenging to say the least, right? These are just unprecedented times for businesses to be conducting marketing activities. And yet, keeping your brand in front of your customers and prospects is still so very important, especially in this environment of uncertainty consumers, your your customers, your prospects want to hear from you. And we, we have to just understand that. They want to hear from us. People are looking for reassurance, an anchor of sorts, that, that things will be okay. And frankly, right. even commercials that we see that say we're in this together, that's, that's really very helpful. But the key issue right now is what is the tone of your messaging? Are you producing communication that is sensitive to the situation that we're all in? Or are you simply communicating about your product or service the way you always have, without any language acknowledging the hardships that we're all experiencing? We call that being tone deaf or insensitive to the reality around us. And brands that communicate that they are walking beside their various stakeholder populations that does include their prospect populations will definitely engender trust and then facilitate being known as a trusted advisor now and certainly on the other side of this. So silence is really not an option, but we have to communicate with sensitivity. Okay, love that. Silence is not an option and we communicate with sensitivity. And I, I can see how that is impacting me even as a consumer and an American going through this, that my friends and I were, were kind of joking about it, but every company that we typically purchase from 
has hit our inbox saying they're there for us. And, uh-huh. and we were joking like, okay, thanks, Dan Taylor. I'm glad you're here for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, but you're right. I mean, no, I'm not going to be buying clothes with Dan Taylor right now, but I'm glad that they're communicating with me because if they go silent, then I'm starting to worry that they're going out of business or they right. be in trouble. You're right. I did appreciate that they're telling me they're here for me. They're in business. And like, I like your, your, your words walking aside. That's really good. So let's begin by defining account-based marketing or what some of us call ABM. Sure. I'm just going to start with a textbook definition here. Account-based marketing is a strategy that's used by B2B marketers that identifies and targets the accounts they value most. Now, this approach relies heavily on account-based data and the technology to help companies attract, engage, convert, and then measure progress against customers and prospects, and this is important, at scale. That's the textbook definition, and if you're like me, when I was first researching this many years ago, as it started to become a hot topic, I thought, well, gee, this sounds a whole lot like what I used to call key account, large account, uh, strategic account marketing. And indeed, it really is. It really is the same thing. The difference now, though, is we have technology today that can help manage this on a much larger scale than in the past. Because Mm. when you were doing just large account marketing, for instance, you know, you were, you could really only focus on five, maybe ten, but even that was probably a lot because of the level of detail it required to actually do the large account marketing. So now with marketing automation technology and CRM, we're able to scale this to hundreds, if not thousands, of accounts. And that's why everyone is talking about this, and that's why it's really so very powerful. If I could just go on for a second, how I like to think about this is think about the traditional funnel, and what we're doing is we're flipping it upside down. The traditional funnel would have the wide opening at the top, And that's Mm -hmm. where all the leads are poured into. That is the attract phase of the funnel. And then you move down to what we have traditionally called the nurture phase. And then you go down to the tip of the funnel, which is the close phase. So that's your traditional funnel. Now you contrast this with the ABM funnel, and the tip of the funnel is at the top. And this is called the identify phase. Then you move down to what we're now calling the engage phase. And then the bottom or the base is called the land and expand phase. Not only is the view of the funnel different when we're using an ABM strategy, but the perspective of our data is also very, very different. ABM as a data-driven strategy just relies on looking at your data from an account perspective rather than an individual contact perspective. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Kyla, with some of the work that we've done together on projects, you know, typically we have a list of contacts in our CRM and we have a campaign that we want to roll out maybe via email. We offer content of some sort and we just mail that contact list. In today's world where we use CRM tools and the marketing automation platform, we start by organizing the data around the targeted accounts. I'm going to keep repeating this over and over again because this really is what's different. We're organizing the data around the accounts rather than the individual contacts. So when you push out a content marketing strategy now, or maybe something via social media or other channels, the content is customized toward that specific account, and then even further, 
personalized to the specific title we are targeting. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to go back and re-identify those stages and how the funnel is upside down. So the upside down funnel with ABM, you identify the account. So that's your narrow end of the funnel. Then engage with them, which would be the typical nurturing. And then you said land and expand phase. So maybe you could explain that a little better. Well, you know, land and expand, it's kind of just a buzz phrase that's out there. And it basically means you get an account and then you expand horizontally in the account. Okay. That's really what it's referring to, in, in just simply. Okay, so capture account and then look for coaches inside yeah, that account. Exactly, okay. exactly. Got it. Okay, love it. Yeah, okay, and, and you're right. I mean, we actually have a 20-step business capture process adopted from government contractors to secure large procurements, and it mm-hmm. takes a long time and a lot of people and a lot of process to do that. Sorry, my the allergies are kicking in oh, <laughs> to my voice. I apologize for that. But now you're right with all of these automated tools, CRM, we can do this at scale. So that's really where this gets exciting. Can you share an example to help us better understand it? I mean, I've, you've under, you've helped you've helped us understand the process, but maybe like a specific example with a key yeah. account or sure, something like sure. that. Um, so let's say you are marketing, I'm just going to say, renewable energy products. And as a business development specialist, you have amassed a marketing list of hundreds of contacts. So then you decide that you want to send to your contacts your newest white paper, or it could be a video or an invitation to a webinar, some specific content. But it's on the importance of energy resiliency for disaster preparedness, we'll say, mm-hmm. timeline. So without an ABM approach, as I said before, you would create the uh, an email campaign, if that's how you were executing, and offer this white paper as a download, and you would send it to your list of contacts and then just hope that someone responds and starts to click on it and download. And for years, we've just called this the spray and pray uh, way to go. <laughs> but right. if you're using an ABM approach, then before you do anything, you would take the time to group your contact data into accounts and then determine which counts and which titles are the most strategic for you. So, for instance, you might ask yourself, well, how many contacts do I have on my list for, let's just say this is Franklin Healthcare System in Columbus, Ohio. That's where I am. Are these the right contacts and titles to be sending this particular white paper? Or are there other contacts within Franklin Healthcare System that would be more strategic to receive what I want to send them? Is there right. even the right healthcare system in Columbus, Ohio, for us to be targeting? Once you've answered these questions, and by the way, this is the identify phase that I talked about, and often this is the phase that sometimes is the longest, and it's where you know which counts are the most key or strategic for you. And then you've done your homework on the most important uh, contact titles. So maybe you have the director of energy management or facility manager of operations or even the CFO. Then you take Mm -hmm. the time to customize your white paper. It's not just a generic white paper on energy resilience, but it's customized. So it's it goes out as energy resilience for Franklin Healthcare System. And then Mm -hmm. one step further, if you're using email, for example, we personalize it with the appropriate language for the title. Director of Energy Management is going to have a different approach than the CFO. So we have the communication of energy resilience for Franklin Healthcare System to Kyla O'Connell, Director of Energy Management. 
And so again, this is this is the type of communication that we're talking about. It's very customized, it's personalized, and it's extremely targeted. Kyla, oh, it's wow. time for a quick commercial break. And let's do that break to remind you that over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. That's right, natural aptitude. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ as they call it, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. If you want to find out how to find the winners and choose the right people, go to asherstrategies.com or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866 833 nine nine four one and now back to our show we've been speaking with gail walls about account-based marketing and challenging times now back to kyla and gail so this sounds like a complete shift in strategy in terms of sales and marketing campaigns what kind of data do you have with the success rates of an abm strategy yeah well, in general, we've got, there's about an 87% of companies say that ABM delivers higher ROI than other types of marketing. But I like to reference a study that's done by Serious Decisions, and it's specifically the data point that found that 91% of companies using ABM were able to increase their average deal size. And with that, with 25% of those people stated that the, the increase was actually 50% or higher. Mm. So this completely makes sense since what we're doing is consolidating sales and marketing efforts around the key accounts, and then we're putting a full court press on the contacts within the account. Now, as a marketing agency, one of our objectives, of course, is to help each of our clients get more out of their marketing spend. If we can help our clients increase their average deal size while not increasing their marketing spend, this is a significant return on investment. Now, there are other metrics that we use to measure success. So we also look at just in general, you know, how much revenue has been generated from these targeted accounts and is it increasing? For existing customers, is the share of customer growing? Are we, are we horizontally growing in this account? Are we growing mm -hmm. our list of known individuals within the target account? You know, have there been changes to the way these accounts are engaging with our brand? And we can see this within the marketing automation platform and CRM. Are the close rates improving? Is the time to close decreasing? Are there upsell, mm -hmm. cross-sell opportunities increasing? And are we adding new companies to our list of targeted accounts? So, you know, the accounts that are growing and increasing in revenue, we can apply lookalike models to those and identify new accounts. So those are just some of the metrics we use to assess whether the ABM uh, is working within a particular company. Right. And what all of that you just described is also very much in sync with how we coach and train our people to sell inside of, once you're inside of a company, you know, looking for those cross-sell opportunities, upsell opportunities, introductions to different apartments, new coaches, leveraging LinkedIn. Yeah. So it's very synergistic with that approach of selling, consultative, deep business to business selling as well. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of wrap up the discussion with specifically back to why you think now is an appropriate time for this strategy. 
Yeah. Well, from my perspective, there, there's actually never been a more appropriate time to engage in account-based marketing. And it's because it's targeted, customized, and personalized. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now more than ever, that's what businesses want. You know, they need honest, helpful partners who are committed to providing products and services that will help them on the other side of this restart and rebuild. But what we're definitely seeing is even as we've all been engaging with each other via Zoom or on GoToMeeting and we're seeing each other's face, even though on some level that's not, we're not touching them, so it's hard to say that it's high touch, but really because of the intimacy of these platforms allow us to see each other, it kind of is high touch, kind of is Mm -hmm. personalized (laughs) and customized, and that's what people are going to want on the other side of this. So that's yeah. why we believe that actually shifting over to this ABM approach is very appropriate for now. And if you have too much data and it's too daunting to think about shifting everything over this, then I would say, well, let's just identify however many accounts you want to and mm-hmm. let's start doing that and then look at the results you get with ABM versus what you're getting just doing what you've always been doing. Absolutely. And I've been reading a lot about um, how now that businesses are forced to have meetings virtually, that especially using Zoom and GoToMeeting, that they are more in sync now than they felt like they've ever been because people were, you know, maybe missing meetings because they had another appointment or they were in travel. <laughs> yeah. I one of the things I've noticed is it's been easier to get in touch with high-level executives because we know where they are. They're all at home looking at LinkedIn and looking at their email just like the rest of us. So, you know, one of the things I've kind of angled that I've been taking through this challenging time is being 100% grateful that every day, no, if you're not ill, that's that's a good day. And then also being thankful for the people who are on the front line dealing with this. For the rest of us who are, you know, in our homes, the best thing we can do is try to keep this economy moving and try to keep this business, you know, our businesses moving, our customers' businesses moving. That is the best thing we can do to help everybody who's dealing with this crisis. So I love this topic. I think it's very timely for how we should be marketing today. And I really am so thankful that we had this conversation at this time. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. If people have more questions and they want to maybe speak with you about account-based marketing, how would you recommend they contact you? Yes. Well, the easiest way is by email at this point, and it would just be gwalls at world. So that's the easiest way at this point. Uh, okay. Wonderful. And Communique also offers other uh services as well, like creative and website. So it really is like a one-shop spot for everything someone might need to really get started with this, correct? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, Communique is a full-service agency. Uh, We take care of your brand. We are experts in PR. We utilize technology, uh, marketing automation platforms. We build websites. We are helping you soup nuts, really, you know, get your leads into into your funnel, nurture them, and close them. And we're always looking at new and different uh, strategies like ABM to offer to our clients. I think that this is going to be extremely helpful for my customers. I'm definitely going to be recommending ABM as their strategy through this time. And so I'm sure you're going to get contacted by myself and an introduction uh, from me, but also from our listeners. 
wonderful. So thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you, Kyla. This has been very enjoyable, and stay safe. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Kyla and Gail. That's all the time we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to join us again next week at the same time. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 